right, everybody, welcome to the newly named Anti-Art Podcast. Uh, changed the name because Anti was way, the Anti-Podcast was way too hard to find in uh, the podcast search bar. Yeah, a lot, lot of anti-groups out there. Who knew? Uh, we were talking about Hassan Piker, because uh, both of us are big fans of Hassan Piker. Um, watching a lot of his videos, you know, during my editing process and all that kind of stuff. I know, Troy, you're a big uh, Hassan Piker fan as well. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, huge uh, fan. Uh, he's really good at uh, dissecting uh, people's like political views, like Ben Shapiro and like uh, Jordan Peterson, and like having the, like talking about like those people and able to point out flaws in their arguments. Yeah, right. Because they they'll frame arguments in certain ways, and he'll be like, "Well, those stats are not relevant to this. Like, why are you going over there? You know what I mean? You're talking too fast. And like, if if you slow down the audio, yeah, you, know, you know, people could see through your BS type of thing." Hmm. Oh, definitely. Yeah, because like, because uh, Ben Shapiro is always just like, like I don't know, like like racism, for example. He's just like, we freed the slaves, therefore racism doesn't exist. Right. He's like, the civil rights movement was 1963, but if Ben Shapiro was alive back then, he would have been like, well, equal rights. I don't know about that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's just like, what's next? <laughs> right. Exactly. He, he's trash. But but you know, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because I wanted to kind of get into this recent topic with Young Thug and Gunna uh, paying bail for 30 inmates. I didn't want to you know get too serious or get too whatever so i think hassan does a really good job of being comedic and still talking about these issues in a serious way you know what i mean mm-hmm. but um but yeah about that the you know young thug and gonna if, if you guys don't know um you know they released their slime language two tape that we you know talked about two weeks ago on that tape they released a song with little baby that i personally didn't love too much but the music video I'm, I'm a big fan of because two of them went to atlanta fulton county uh jail and they paid uh, bail for 30 inmates who couldn't afford it. So, you know, I think that's a pretty dope thing that they did. No, yeah, that's so, like, uh, it's really nice, you know. I, I really like when uh, when artists are able to give back to like, the community and everything, where, like, instead of buying, like, I don't know, like a $23 million diamond on your forehead, you know, they put it to, towards something good. <laughs> Yours, we're throwing it all at JT. <laughs> giving JT $30,000 on the first date. <laughs> giving her a band to be like, I had a good time with you tonight. Here's yeah. a band. Yeah, here's a band. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think this is really cool. Um, Stereo Gum is the one who posted this, and I don't know. They, they kind of included their opinion on it, and I kind of disagree with them. It says, this video is definitely self-aggrandizing in its way, but it also serves as a kind of protest against a system that's rigged against poor people. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I kind of, I guess I kind of agree with, like, the last part. Like, there is, like, a system of where, like, you know, like, these prisoners, they can't afford bail, you know? Like, that's, you know, like, I'm assuming that these are a lot of people uh, of color. Mm -hmm. So, I'm assuming that, um, you know, this, the way that it systematically is, those people aren't able to afford bail, you know? Yeah, right. But, Um, like, you know, bail's mad expensive, like, for, uh, you know, middle to lower class. Right, and and some people, it's like they got caught on a bullshit charge and it's like why am i gonna pay bail why am i gonna pay out of my own pocket for something i didn't do you know what i'm saying just to go home and then what i'm gonna have a trial in six months or eight months and like i'm gonna be guilty over some shit i didn't do you know what i mean it's like ah man the 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 i feel like the prison system and like the whole bail system in this country is so fucked up it's all just for profit it's all just like no nobody cares about who's innocent who's guilty you know preventing crime this and that it's all just like it's all very muddled and confusing it really is. Like, honestly, what really confused me, like, kind of just, like, it's a little off topic, but, um, so, look, I know, like, there's, like, some prisons in California, and, like, some of the prisoners, they'll let them, like, be, like, firefighters, 
you know, like mm-hmm. you do volunteer firefighting work, right? But then as soon as they get out of jail, they can't work for the fire departments because they have uh, shit on their record. Right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. Um, I watched. Yeah. I listened to this podcast called uh, Minion Death Cult. It's these two guys out in California that like talk about these issues a lot. And it's mm-hmm. crazy. They're paying them like 50 cents an hour or something like that to fight the wildfires uh, in the forest. And they were putting them on the front line like like they were the troops, you know what I mean? And just like they were burning to death like out in the woods and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, no, like, yeah, it's a lot of fuck? hard work. Bro, it's a lot of hard work. They they get paid dick. And they, it's like, you know, it's just like what's even the point of them even doing it? You know, because like they are getting experience in being firefighters. But then you can't even apply to work as a firefighter when you get out. So it's just like, you know, it's just like it's not really helping them kind of like, you know, get steered on the right track. You know what I mean? Like if there was a way that they could like learn how to be firefighters in jail and then come out as firefighters and get paid like as like a normal American, you know, you know, it's just like I don't know why that why it's like that, you know, but then again, you know, our prison system just not working. Yeah, right. It's it's almost like uh, it's almost like if you gave them some sort of motivation and some sort of uh, goal in life that they would actually you know want to get out of prison quickly and and be on their best behavior and you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe the prisons would be less fucking rowdy if everybody had some hope <laughs> that they can get out and make something of themselves. No, seriously. Like I mean, like I know like like a lot of prisons, you know, they do rely on like prison work. Like, they pay them, like, real cheap and stuff. But, like, it, they can't even use that as, like, experience towards, like, a career when they get out of jail. You know what I mean? Because, like, a lot of people who go to jail can't get a job, at, like, after they've been imprisoned. No, you want to hide that on your resume as much as possible. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You don't want to be like, I was a prison firefighter. You know what I'm saying? That's a that's a mark against you for some reason, even though you're a fucking mm-hmm. hero. And 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 the the crazy thing about this video too, um, I was reading on Stereo Gum. It says right here, uh, put it puts faces on all the statistics about people being stuck in cells, not because they've been found guilty of crimes, but because they can't pay the state enough to be let out. So again, it's just like you're in a room with people who are dealing drugs. Like you just you happen to come over to like drop off a DVD or something, and then all of a sudden it's like the police raid the house and you're caught up in it. And it's like, you know, just because you're just because you're there, you know, now you're put in jail with the re- with the rest of the people who are guilty of dealing drugs or whatever, you know, whatever happened. And um, it's just like it's it, they're not they're not guilty of a crime. They didn't do anything necessarily, but they're going to sit there for six months because the prison system is so backed up with people like them who are stuck there for no good reason. You know what I mean? Waiting on court dates. No, yeah, and honestly, too, like sometimes, like just even pleading guilty, uh, just up front is actually less. Like of a hassle right. than you just being like I didn't do it, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's um, there's this uh, this is album I was listening to this like jazz uh, fusion album. Um, it's called Now by Damon Locks, and they had this mm-hmm. whole section in the beginning of the one of the songs that it's just about a guy like basically in the fifties or sixties. It's like a sample of him, and the, there's this white prosecutor. He's like, "Why don't you plead guilty?" He's like, "I'm not guilty." He's like, "Oh, but it would have been easier. You know, you could just get out of jail." He's like, "I'm not guilty. Why am I going to admit to something I didn't do? That doesn't make any sense." So it's almost like they want to, it's almost like they mark people as guilty before they even arrest them. It's like fucking Minority Report. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, honestly, I feel like that's like a lot of, um, there's a lot of cases too where it's like that, where like, you know, you're kind of already seen as guilty, so you might as well just say you're guilty, you know? I feel like whenever it comes for any like news article about anything, whenever you hear, hear about like, oh, like this person did that, must they must have done it. 
<laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, it's it, you know, you know, I don't, I, I hate to say it, but for all these, for all these fucking stupid white college kids who deal drugs or who do sexual assault, it's always oh, innocent until proven guilty, innocent until proven guilty. Bro, it's not even that. It's just like they're just like they didn't do it. Right. <laughs> Right, and if they did do it, it's like, here, here's $500,000, let my kid stay in, you know, communications, like, just like, come on, like, come on, he's a good kid, like. He's a good kid, he just, it was just a bad time, you know, he was around a bad crowd, like. Yeah, right, exactly. Don't let one mistake uh, ruin his whole career, and it's just like, but then, like, you know, like, say, like, a person of color is caught selling drugs, then fucking, they're facing expulsion, <laughs> and possibly at jail time. Right, exactly, exactly. Another thing that people like Ben Shapiro or Jordan Peterson or whoever will do is they'll point out very specific cases. Um, like, like I was thinking with Kodak Black, um, he's he pled guilty to sexual assault and battery um, back in 2017. He went he or 2016. 2016. Right. Yeah. He he was at a concert I think in Florida and he you know he he did some some bad things. He he brought a high school student back to his hotel room. Uh, he you know she refused to do things with him. He you know, went ahead and did some things, and he bit her. And this is something that's been hanging over his head for four years because he's been involved in so many other things, uh, falsifying, you know, uh, gun records. Um, I think he tried to travel across the Canadian border or something like that with with guns. You know, he's involved in a lot of shit. I'm not going to... And kidnapping. I'm not going to say Kodak Black is a good person. Kidnapping? What? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to say Kodak Black is a good person. I'm not going to make any sort of a value judgment on, on Kodak. Um, but the whole thing about this that, that really pisses me off is that in the system where he's supposed to be reformed, but every single time he goes to jail, he has another charge lingering over his head. So he gets out of jail, he gets pardoned, and now he has this other charge, you know, where, or he, or he pleads guilty. He, he's on, he's on 18 months of probation where he can't smoke, he can't drink, he can't do this, that, the other thing. You know, they make it pretty much impossible for him as a rapper, pretty much. He, you know, he, Bobby Schmurter is doing it right, but most rappers, you know, like a lot of times what happens is... You they know, get stuck in that system. Right. Yeah. You know, they need to make their club appearances. They need to, you know, continue to put up the front that they're, you know, doing this and that. So they get caught up in some other shit. So he has 18-month probation, and if he, you know, violates his probation in any sort of way, which they know he will, he's going to go back to jail for 10 years. Fucking insane. Mm -hmm. Like... Yeah, man. Dude, the, the prison system, like, it makes it hard for you to get out of it. <laughs> right, because they want you back in. Because it's they see up, you as a man. bad person. Right, exactly. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't really, like, know... Kodak. Well, I don't know him personally, but I also don't know like like all of the charges he's really been facing. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it is kind of funny how like it's just like when it rains it pours. Like he beats one case and then that's like oh there's another one, and then the, after he beats that or doesn't like there's another one. You, you know that they keep him in like the jail system. It, it's it's crazy. Right. He he got a presidential pardon on on Trump's last day in office. Like he got you know out of a five to six ten however many year prison sentence where. I you know, even when he, yeah, even when he would have gotten out of jail for that, let's say mm -hmm. he served his five years, got out of jail, uh, he has another charge, that other charge lingering over his head. So now he's on probation again, double probation, you mm. know, for this other crime. Damn, double probation. Right, it's just like, it's just like, when is enough enough? It's like, why can't we just clean the slate and just say, all right, like, you know, he served his fucking time, like, just let him try and do what? his thing and try and reform himself, you know? What did, uh, what did, uh, Trump, uh, pardon him on? That was the falsifying gun records charges. Like he had, he had guns, and he, um, you know, made fake papers for them, essentially. God, man, I didn't know he was boys with Donald Trump. It's, uh, it's like, oh, I don't yo, know. he made it. He got a ring that says uh, Trump or something like that. Actually, yeah, 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 yeah. Because Trump's his boy. He went the opposite of ASAP Rocky. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it's kind of weird how how Trump. Um, he helps a lot of rappers. He helped a lot of rappers 
especially ASAP when he was facing charges in other countries and causing an international incident. Yep, Wayne. Um, you know, Wayne is not. Well, Wayne got a pardon because of Trump. Yeah, it's just like of all people, <laughs> I think he was just doing that to pander. You know what I mean? I'm not giving him any credit. Fuck him. But no, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, it's just weird though. You know what I mean? Of all people, Trump is just like Kodak Black. It's one. Yeah, right, right, right. Because he's just like, yeah. Remember, and Lil Pump was on stage and shit. You know, he's the last week of uh, you know, you know, whatever. When he was trying to get reelected, he was just like Ice Cube, yo, 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 come, come and hang out with me, Lil Wayne. Like, I got all the rappers, bro. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they love me, dude. No, no, yeah. I remember he had Lil Pump uh, speak at his rally, and he's just like introducing Lil Lil uh, Pimp, <laughs> Lil Pimp. <laughs> And then he's just like, "Ayo!" He's like, "Vote for Trump," <laughs> and do not vote for Sleepy Joe at all, at all. <laughs> man, dude, little po- he fell off really hard, man. Lord, oh my god, like he just—I don't know, you know. It's just like, like everyone knew, he, like he was like a dumb like kid, but now he's just like, gr- I guess, grew up to be like a dumb adult now, you know. Pretty much, yeah. He still or, makes a lot of money, I think, off all the royalties and such. Yeah, dude. I mean, Gucci Gang is a, is a banger, but, like, fucking, it's not that good <laughs> for him to, to, like, be like, all right, like, can get away with all this nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. But, yeah, going back to the whole prison system thing, like, it's just, like, I don't know. There's not too much else, that I guess, we, we can talk about with that, but it's, it's really just, like, it, it really just comes down to, like, the prison... Jesus Christ, everybody's fucking riding their, their motorcycle and shit today. Anyway. Uh, Sorry, man. I, mean, I live in Philly. What'd you expect, man? <laughs> the whole, uh, the, the prison system needs, needs reform. You know what I mean? This whole bail system, like, and, and letting people out and then, you know, having charges lingering over their head. You know, Bobby Schmurda is a good person. Bobby Schmurda's not doing anything wrong. And, you know, he goes to a club and has one sip of champagne by accident and he's going back to jail. It's like, how mm-hmm. fair? That's fair. Of course it's not fair, but, like, it's designed for it not to be fair. When you're on, like, probation, like, you literally had to be on your best behavior ever. Make sure that, like, nobody around you, like, you're not bad around anyone who can get you in trouble. Make sure that you're in the house at a certain time. Make sure you're not, like, you know, fucking around and, like, doing crazy shit. Or even just, like, going to, like, a party or something. Even, like, if you go to, like, a party, like, that's even a risk within itself. Yeah, yeah, right, because some, somebody could have a gun, and then somebody can get arrested, and then all of a sudden everybody there is implicated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it could just be unrelated, you know? Like, you might not even know them. Right, but right. But, like, bam. It's just, like, I don't know. I feel like people who are stuck in the system, it, like, the prosecutors and stuff are always, like, oh, wrong place, wrong time type of stuff. But I feel like it's, it's always, like, the right place and right time for the people who are making the arrest. You know what I mean? Because they, they did what they wanted to do, you know? Mm-hmm. I understand probation a little bit because at my job I was I was like late a bunch of times I stacked up a bunch of points and my my job never like told me, and then one day they're like oh yeah you're you're on six month probation you can't be late or you can't you know call out for six months like yeah you just got to figure it out man, got to figure it out you can't be even one minute late, and so you know I don't I don't understand I I can't comprehend what it's like to be you know in the prison system on probation but I can understand the the strenuousness of like if you're one minute late like. You're, now this is on your permanent record, we extend the probation to a year. You know what I'm saying? They just, like, they see you as a bad person, they see you as a delinquent, they see you as whatever they want to see you as, and they just, like, they're like, oh, well, you know, don't fuck up, you know, and this is, this, we're going to give you a very narrow margin of... Don't fuck up, here's a, this big book of rules that you need to follow. Right, exactly, we're going to make it pretty much impossible for you to follow the rules, it's just, yeah. I do know Hassan does, like, say shit about, um, 
Ben Shapiro in the prison system because Ben Shapiro is just like, uh, he, he's, you know, he's a big fan of the prison system. And I think it's on like tries to like break down his shit. If I can find a video. Oh, yeah, sure. Actually, there's no way I could find it. <laughs> We're not you as good as this on. We can't bring these. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> because this kid has like, like thousands of people watching him. And then he's just like, oh, what's that one video? And then one dude's just like, right here is the link. Yeah, and then he, uh, it's crazy, you know, I, I, I hope one day that we can almost be like that, where, like, we, people pay to have their shit orange highlighted, you know what I mean? <laughs> so that way we can mm. see, you know, so that way Hassan can notice us type of shit, you know what I mean? Or, like, that way, like, I hope to be one day where it's just, like, people are paying me $10 for that, for me to notice them. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> insane. It is kind of insane. Uh, it's real funny. I think he does a better job, too, of doing that than, uh, than Melon is, because, like, He's really bad at it because he'll just be like, <laughs> like he'll just be like talking midway through, and then he'll be like, "Oh, thank you," like blah blah blah, and then he's just like, "What was I talking about?" <laughs> yeah, Son handles it so well because it's like, <laughs> I love the clip of uh, Alex Jones. I have it stuck in my head now where it's like, "You don't, you don't love the spirit of justice. You love your father, the devil." <laughs> it plays like every <laughs> like couple minutes or whatever, whenever yeah, somebody I, new subscribes. I love that. He's just like they're turning the friggin' frogs gay. Hassan. <laughs> His name is his son. <laughs> he does it so well. He has like ADD or something, bro. I don't know how he fucking manages all that shit, but I definitely draw inspiration from him as far as that goes. Anytime I, you know, anytime I watch someone new or find someone new, uh, I kind of like get inspiration from them in that sort of way. Like Hassan, you know, obviously Melon, you know, with his rev- with the insightfulness of his reviews, you know, complex with the simpost. You know what I mean? Like every time I, it's interesting. Like as we go along, it's like I kind of just draw inspiration from different sources like that Mm -hmm. no yeah honestly it'd be really cool if like uh i don't know one day like we have enough listeners on the podcast that we can just do like live events or like a live stream on twitch or something or go on like instagram live or something and then just actually have like you know because i would love to like talk to people like who are also fans of the page and just like you know talk about music or something or talk like take their hot takes and stuff and just like talk about it because like sometimes they have like pretty good uh stuff to say yeah, that's true in the comments and such. And, you know, people are actually listening to this podcast. I can see comments and shit. It's cool. It's cool to see, even on, like, a small level like us, it's cool to see, like, people, like, actually give a shit about what we're doing, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, I love, like, what was it? One of the comments on, like, one of my, like, reviews, like, somebody, like, quoted me and, like, wanted to, like, to, like they quoted me in the comment. And I'm just like, wow, they actually read that. <laughs> yeah, <part."> they read <laughs> it. Like, <laughs> yeah, when someone was like, oh, thanks for the shout out at the end of the podcast, I'm like, you listen to 60 minutes of me talking? What the fuck? <laughs> Yeah, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, the podcast, it's interesting, you know? Love uh, love this shit. Um, okay, so let's move on. Yeah, let's get right into it, guys. Let's get right into it, guys. I'm talking like a YouTuber now. Let's, let's get uh, right into the news. So Lana Del Rey's horrible-ass album cover, bro. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. Like, it's just like, it doesn't even look like there was like any effort onto it at all. Yeah, that like, photo bucket shit. Yeah, it literally looks like a photo bucket thing. Uh, here, let me actually pull, pull it up. <laughs> blue banisters. Oh, that's all right. What, what was it called again? Uh, blue banisters. Blue. Yeah, blue banisters. You know, I, honestly, I bet it's going to be a beautiful project just because it's Lana Del Rey. But, you know, she needs to choose like a, like a better album cover. Like, oh. Look at that. That is just like, it's just like a random selfie. 
<laughs> that she put on there. It looks like some shit I would make for the page. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's trash, dude. It looks like like what girls did in like middle school with their photos. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? With like those like make them look edgy or something, or like and then they'll like write like other like quotes around it, like grr or rawr or some shit like that. My life is a roller coaster, and it's like a <laughs> flower or something. My life's a roller coaster, and it's like them in like a Target parking lot. Yeah, yeah, just going like. <laughs> yeah, right. Just throwing the deuces and duck face. <laughs> it's funny. I, I'm loving all the memes with this. Like, I like. I don't know. I've, I posted this on the page, like the Mitski one, or like the. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Punisher one or whatever. <laughs> I like the Punisher one. That, that that was real funny too. Yeah, this shit is funny as fuck. Uh, I don't know. Is there? Are, are we getting too much Lana Del Rey this year? Because she's putting out this album and then another one. I think uh, called like Rock Candy Girl or something like that in August. A lot of Lana. It that's a lot of Lana. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know, you know, because like, I feel like like she went through like a phase where like she didn't drop anything for a while, and then I guess then we got no more in fucking Rockwell, and then was it maybe like a, a year after that or two years we get um, come shows with the Country Club. Yeah, I don't know. It could be a little too much Lana. I guess it kind of depends on what direction she really wants. to to kind of go with it like i wonder if it's going to be like the kind of like the same production effort not production effort but production um value. budget yeah yeah, or, yeah yeah production value of um like of a you know of an actual album you know what i mean yeah she's dropping them like uh like Dra- like draco the ruler or something like just like <laughs> mixtape after mixtape like dear lord uh, Next thing you know, she's gonna have she's gonna have more music than Griselda. Like I know, <laughs> this shit is crazy. It's just like, yeah. yeah, I didn't expect to get this much Lana. She used she used to drop like once a year, once every two years. Like she was always like pretty consistent with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I I did give Chemtrails over the Country Club a more serious listen. I d- I did like it a lot. I'm just hoping that she could um, pull like a big thief or something like that, where she drops like two or three projects in one year and they're all fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I mean. I, I hope so, too, you know, because, like, I think Lana, like, um, I feel, one, I feel like Lana should be bigger than she is, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because, like, I feel like people really just only know her Summertime Sadness, like, remix song yeah, by Lana, but, like, I, I don't know, I think her discography is just, like, people should give that more of an effort to, to listen to. Yeah, she has some good-ass songs. I mean, um, Lost for Life with The Weeknd is a great song, National Anthem off her first album, um... You know, she has a lot of she has a lot of heaters. To be honest with mm-hmm. you, they're just slow. That's the whole thing. It's like I feel like our modern system kind of favors more fast paced shit, more radio friendly shit. So she's tried to go in that direction, but you know, with her newer album, she's been very vintage with it, which I appreciate. Like she kind of slowed it down in a mm-hmm. time where everything is so fast and so short. Like, yeah, it's kind of like folk or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she kind of just doing whatever she wants, which I appreciate. I like that. Like I like that she's independent and she's just kind of doing what she wants. She has her niche audience. She like she doesn't have to. Um, appeal to pop sensibilities and she could still, you know, win a Grammy, be nominated for a Grammy type of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'll tell you this, though. She's not winning an award for graphic design. No, um, she's not. <laughs> she, needs to, she needs to hire me or you, bro. I, I'll... <laughs> we, we can yeah, something, something funny. Uh, I was out to dinner with like, some friends and, um, and I was talking about the page and then I'm just like, yeah, like we do all the, the Photoshop and like all the, the pictures and stuff and he's like, what? He's like, Oh my god! Like that's really good, and I'm like, yeah. What, like, do you expect? Like, where do you think we got the stuff? <laughs> yeah, we just hired somebody, <laughs> right? He's just like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because when we started, we used to just po- I used to just post like out the album cover, like, and then just like like a picture of the notes app. 
Mm-hmm. Dude, I love that. It was like we were writing an apology every post. <laughs> yeah, we're like Justin Bieber every post. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry for giving this a B. <laughs> I apologize. I'm, so- I'm sorry. I'm sorry for rating your favorite artist uh, D minus. Yeah, don't please shit. don't hate me. <laughs> yeah, right. Hello, sp- spelling errors and shit. Just like <laughs> just mad fucking grammatical errors. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so we were talking about how there's a little bit too much Lana, um, but, you know... There's not were... enough TDE. Right, there's not enough TDE. That's what we were talking about last week, and I don't know, I feel like every time we talk about something on pod, or every time we write an article or something, we just, like, will shit into existence. Do you feel the same way? You know what, like, yeah, it actually has happened a couple times, like, where we'd, we'd be like... Yeah, Chet Hanks is doing something crazy. Next thing you know, he drops a, a fucking single. Like, <laughs> yeah, or like, oh, the baby is like, oh, like we did the the baby debacle, and then it's like a week later, it's like the baby car, the baby, the baby, the baby. Like, Everybody was talking about the baby, right? You know, like, I, you know, I, we dro- literally dropped that like at perfect time. I thought because like because I mean, I feel like everyone kind of feels the same about the baby of like, is the baby still good? Yeah. Yeah, which, you know, I, the, I, well, funny enough, <laughs> I don't know if it's a yes, but, like, it's definitely, um, uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe to be. I don't know, story. like, I, I just can't wait for this next album. We'll see how that goes, but, uh, you feel good at features. <laughs> but TDE, yeah. Yeah, well, but anyway, TDE drops anonymous, um, video of a countdown, and they said that they're going to drop something on May 7th. Uh, so, was it this Friday? Yeah, it's coming up soon. Um, I didn't realize how soon that even was until like a, you know a few minutes ago when I t- when I took a look mm-hmm. at it. What do you, what do you think it's gonna be? What do you think they're dropping? Alrighty, let's do some wild speculation. Uh, <laughs> I well, let's okay. How about this? High expectations and low expectations. I'm gonna go with low expectations first. I hope that it's not like Baby Keem or something like that because I don't care <laughs> about him. Um, I hope Baby Keem dropping an album. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I I do not. I could give a shit less. Um, he's fine. You know what I mean. He's all right. Like he seems like a plant. Um, I know he's Kendrick's like cousin or something. Um, hmm. He's a plant, but um, let's say I, he sounds like he he was uh, he grew into a plant. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know, it's like oh, it's some dude's cousin. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, there was this thing with um, Zach Fox was like. Uh, giving, I, I think it was on Genius or something, where Zach Fox was giving thumbs up or thumbs down to like new artists, and Baby mm-hmm. Keem popped up on the screen, and he had like all this crazy production value and all this stuff, and he's like, "I never heard of this guy before." He's like, "He's got to be someone's cousin," and then it was like <laughs> a couple months later, it's revealed that he's kind of cousin. No, yeah, um, honestly, like my low expectation, I bet it's going to be an announcement of maybe like a music festival or something. I don't know. I mean, a music festival would be cool, but new music would be cooler. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I guess the okay. You know what? Below Baby Team would be Virtual Music Festival. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> NFT, NFTs, <laughs> yeah, NFTs. <laughs> NFTs. Um, they announced that every artist on TDE is gonna have an NFT. <laughs> oh yeah, hell yeah, dude. Absol NFT. <laughs> I'll, I'll get a SZA NFT. That'd be a cool one. But oh <laughs> uh, yeah, Absol would be would be another you know on my low expectations list because Absol I. They should just drop him, bro. Absolutely so trash. Mm-hmm. I don't like him. What about, um, how do you feel about uh, Schoolboy Q? You think uh, he would have a pretty good... Um, His last album wasn't very good. The one before that was good. Um, he's he's talented. You know, I, I think Schoolboy Q is, is due for a comeback. I would be excited for a new Schoolboy Q. I'd like to review that, you know, for sure. J-Rock, um, he's cool. I know we saw him at um, Made in America. He was good. You know what I think that the, the announcement's going to be? 
I think it's going to be a collaborative project with everyone on the Ooh. on the label. That kind was... of like how like Slime Language 2 was kind of like that for Young Thug and his uh, boys. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, this is TDE is going to be their version. Because I feel like just because of how wonky the coronavirus has been with the music, that a lot of people are doing more collabs and more remixes and more just like... You know what I mean? Like I feel like not many, too many people are dropping like solo new project. It's all like collabs, like like the Young Thug, um, something language too. Like you know, I didn't really feel like that was a Young Thug album. It was more just like the whole collective coming together. Yeah, like more of like low risk stuff, like putting new people on. I could see that. You know, maybe new signees and stuff like that. Um, kind of like a like a Black Panther soundtrack type of thing. Yeah, I could see that. You know, I would be I would be happy with that. You know, as long as we get some new good new Kendrick. Baby Keem, I can do it with a couple singles. SZA, you know, um, sure. You know, Baby Keem, I, I, I said he was trash, but, you know, he's... He, I don't think he's really proven himself yet. You know, right now, mm. I don't think he's very good, and I wouldn't be too excited if that, if that was the only announcement. You know what I'm saying? You know, especially considering SZA, Isaiah Rashad, and Kendrick. Oh, honestly, I hope that SZA has a, announces her album, you know? Because, like, um, she is definitely, like, due for one. And every single song she's dropped, like, the past year and a half, amazing. Like, Good Days, amazing. Her feature on Kiss Me, amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping, um, I'm hoping, you know, my highest, high, my highest of high expectations is, like, every CDA member is dropping a project in 2021, 2022, and then, like, a tour. That would be, like, hot, like, all the way up there. Kent, new Kendrick album, you know. I mean, people are starting to tour, and people are considering doing tours now. You know, I know Rena announced a tour, uh, Sawayama, um... Uh, yeah, but all that's in like 2022 though. None of it's really like this year. But but the whole thing is you got to drop an album and then you tour the following year or the year after. So I'm I'm hoping mm-hmm. that it's an announcement. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like a investment. You know, it's like a, a you know like we're gonna drop an album. We're hoping to tour it the following year type of shit. I hope it's something. I hope it's something substantive. I hope it's not like one spare member dropping a project that I don't like that much. If it was just Kendrick, if it was just SZA, um, or just Isaiah Rashad, I would be happy. You know, mm-hmm. but. Ideally, I would like it to be all three, because we haven't heard from, you know, I keep saying the same, I keep saying the same shit on Instagram where it's like, you know, days since last drop, you know, 787 SZA, you know, 1,500 mm-hmm. Kendrick, it's just like, I kind of hope that gets, that cycle gets broken, I hope all three of them just like fucking drop some heat. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, dude, we can only hope, like, especially Kendrick, like, Kendrick's way overdue, Mm-hmm. Like, cause what was it? Dan was 2017. It's almost, it, it's going to probably be, yeah, it's been four years since like he dropped an album. Mm-hmm. Probably going to be five. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's going to be insane. Like he's definitely due. He can wait, he can wait to drop all he wants, I guess. Apparently, you know, that's like how he, how he feels. I feel like he's like, he's like kicked up. Um, same with SZA, same with, you know, even like Isaiah Rashad, but it's just like, I just, I, yeah, I, again, you know, not to, not to, not to spin the wheels, not to keep saying the same thing over and over again, but yeah, I just hope they, I hope they drop and, um, Yeah. But uh, so DJ Khaled, hell yeah, uh, dude! What's, what's the new album we call again? Khaled, Khaled, baby. Khaled, Khaled. DJ Khaled, Khaled, Khaled. Khaled, Khaled by DJ Khaled. Honestly, I will say. Not the worst project he's made. <laughs> Not that bad. The best DJ Not... Khaled album since, like, I don't even know, like, Suffering from Success or, like, oh, no, 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 since uh, 
um, Holy I Key like the fir- or Blessings or whatever that album is. Oh, Holy Key. Uh, hang on. What was it called? Whenever he was, whenever his Cocoa Butter phase, whenever he's like, oh, I Major Key. Butter. Yeah. <laughs> whenever he was yeah. on Snapchat. <laughs> whenever he was, yeah, it was Major Key. Because, yeah, that was when he was like the biggest on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And he dropped the biggest banger he's ever made. Uh, yeah, but so for this new album, Khaled Khaled, Khaled Khaled, I gotta say, I, I do get a lot of uh, major key uh, vibes from it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he did bring him back a lot of the artists that were on the um, the major key uh, album, but they were also on the last one. Mm-hmm. I thought this album, too, um, I didn't think it was as, like, disheveled as the last one was. Mm-hmm. Like what was the last one? Uh, Father of Assad. Like I thought that one was like way all over the place. I I didn't like that one at all. No, Father of Assad was was not good, and he was complaining too much about how he didn't um, get you know number one spot, and he was doing all that energy drink bullshit, and and complaining about Billie Eilish and Tyler. Um, it was just like a complete fucking. It was like a foul. It was like a farce. Like it was a mess of a rollout. Like, how are you going to be, like, uh, when you don't get number one, you come at everyone. <laughs> you, you come at uh, everyone who was number one that week. Like, it's it just not no yeah. sportsmanship. <clears throat> the thing about the, those albums that, that bothered me the most was what he would do is he would, like, um, find these artists, like SZA, per se, or, like, Migos or something, right? And instead of, like, you know, making an album, making a song that only DJ Khaled can make, like, like I'm on one or something, right? Or like uh, even like like um, Holy Key with like Big Sean and, and Kendrick, uh, he instead of that he just like found a bastardized Migos beat, you know. Or he he, he made the Calvin Harris song where it's like, oh yeah, Funk Wave bounces one is out. Let's 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 make a Calvin Harris song for this album. He would mm-hmm. just like it was just like a cheap version of like whatever, you know what I'm saying? Whatever you already heard, right? Exactly. You know? it, it's like you can listen to Funk Wave bounces, it's great. You can listen to Culture, it's really good. But then you go on Cal's album and it's like mid me goes mid calvin harris you're, yeah you're like i i heard this already i heard this type of beat before i've heard this type of um type of rap scheme and everything mm-hmm. um i mean i still kind of had those type of vibes listening to uh this album but mm-hmm. i think like he does kind of mix it up a little better on this one i gotta say i think uh just the best songs on this project were the two drake singles uh grease and pop star i thought like like I don't know, you know, like, I was actually enjoying DJ Khaled's songs. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, I gave Popstar another listen and Grease another listen, um, you know, following this project. Because I, I didn't really listen to them too much. I, I wasn't too excited for this project or anything. And Popstar, I, it's like the best Drake song that he's put out in a, in a long time. Like, it's a really great song. No, it seriously is. Like, I, I like just um, I, the beat's real cool. It's real polished. It's real, um, real sexy. I also like um, the music video too a lot. I don't know if you've seen it, but he has like Justin Bieber playing the pop star, and oh, he right, just, like, yeah. like, sing, like just uh, lip sings over uh, the Drake singing. I thought it was real cool. Like I thought the way that he did all that like was was awesome. Um, what'd you What'd you think of? Um, what was your favorites on this album? Um, so as far as this album goes, I don't, I, I think it's probably like on the level of slime language where it has a few songs I like, and then a few songs I really don't like. Um, mm. I would say it has a slight upper, it, it's probably again, like a C minus or something like it has a slight, slight, slight upper hand over, um, that album only because it's like, you know, it's, it's just like star studded rather than like newcomers who don't, a lot of them didn't know what they were doing. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, some, some songs that fell on their face for me, uh, I did it. 
with Post Malone and Megan Thee Stallion. I didn't like that one. What what did they sample? Because that guitar riff that they use is super familiar. They're like... Oh, Layla by Eric Clapton. Yes. Yeah, he samples... See, I noticed that, and I was just like, that sounds pretty good, but I do agree with you, though. I did it does kind of fall flat. I did it, I, think I did it, I did it. <laughs> I did it, I did it, I did it. Like, you know, it, it just sounds like the same Post Malone song that, like, he would do. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, with like, all the people we've just been fucking seeing everywhere, Baby, Meg the Stallion, and, what is that, I think Lil Baby's on the song, too? Yeah, he, he, um, uh, Baby, I think, uh, uh, Post Malone, uh, is, is Lil, is, wait, hold on, is Lil Baby on that song? I, I think he so. Might. Who knows, but um, the baby, that was like yeah, it's the baby, little baby, wow. Meg Stallion, and Post Malone. You got, you got two babies in there. Yeah, I think they could have gotten rid of little baby on that one um, because they already had a good little baby song with Every Chance. Um, and you know, I I don't like little baby. I don't like little Dirk. I think they did a great job on on Every Chance. I get. I like that. It kind of sounded off something off of um, that recent little Dirk project that he had. Uh, only the family. Lil mm-hmm. Dirk presents uh, Lloyd Bros. It kind of sounded like something off of that, um, but like I don't know. Like I thought that uh, DJ Khaled was able to make it sound like more poppy, I guess, than it, than something on that project. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, yeah, it, they did a pretty good job on that. I definitely did not hate it. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, they did a good one. The, uh, the chorus I thought was good. Little baby was pretty tolerable, I would say. Um, as far as other as other highlights on this one, uh, thankful with Lil Wayne and Jeremiah. I thought it was good. Um, Jeremiah, I love, and you know, thank God he survived COVID. And Lil Wayne was was also like very tolerable. Like I, I liked his, I liked him on there. You know, he mm-hmm. they, he was used well. I would say. Honestly, uh, I think it's uh, one of the better Lil Wayne features uh, of recent history. Because um, I don't know, I don't know about you, but I feel like when I see Lil Wayne's name on songs, I, I kind of just assume that they're not going to be that good. But, uh, I mean, which, it's kind of like this one, too, but also, like, I didn't mind it on Thankful, mm-hmm. like, his feature. Uh, you know what song I like, too? I like the beat on uh, We Go Crazy with uh, her and Migos. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought um, it was kind of insane uh, when they were singing the, the the chorus and everything and how the beats are just so fucking quick and everything. Mm-hmm. It, it didn't even sound like a DJ Khaled song. It, it sounded more like a... Actually, kind of sounded like a Calvin Harris song with uh, her and Migos. Yeah, um, was it was that the one that was kind of reggae infused or whatever? Or am I or am I tripping? I'm not sure. Hey, it's this one. We the best music. We the best. We the best. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Crazy, <laughs> crazy, <laughs> yeah, go crazy, go stupid. <laughs> yeah, I, I um, I don't know that that one. I wasn't really feeling too much. I didn't like the reggae beat too much. I didn't think it fit with Migos uh, at all. Uh, yeah, that one's okay. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know. I'm not not too not too not too crazy on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what song I thought was kind of weird? Um, Let it go, featuring Justin Bieber and Twenty One Savage. I thought it was weird, but I liked it. Um, Justin Bieber again, like his recent shit. I've been hating on so much, like to such a high degree. Sometimes when you hear good Justin Bieber, you want to hate it, but but in my head I'm like, why do I hate this? Like, do I really hate this? Yes or no? <laughs> so do I hate this or do I hate him? Yeah. But uh, the the answer is that yeah, no, I do agree with you that uh, Justin, yeah, it, he he does have a pretty good feature on it, but it's just a weird uh, mixture of Twenty One Savage and Justin Bieber together. 
on the track. Yeah, that, that like, was that was what I wanted to bring up to you because because like the last two Khaled albums, as I said, they had like bastardizations of Migo songs, bastardizations of Calvin Harris songs. But on here, this again, it felt very purposeful where it was like Justin Bieber and Twenty One Savage on a song. Why, why? When would they ever be on a song besides on a DJ Khaled album? <laughs> so and and again, the it's genius like a, himself, right? It, it's like he he actually took a risk of some sort. Khaled, you know, he actually didn't just like. Oh yeah, this is going to be a certified hit no matter what. Like, you know, he actually took a risk by putting these two very different people on the same song, and I think it paid off honestly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Like honestly, like uh, just like a general note on this, it just feel like he actually tried this time mm-hmm. to to like make music where he just wasn't like because I feel like the last project he was just kind of hoping that everyone's big names would just carry the his project. Right. But uh, with this one, like they, you know, they actually have like good stuff. Um, what did you think? of uh the jay-z and Nas song together so that w- again that was another um another example that i wanted to bring up that i wrote down in my notes first of all james Faulkneroy, fucking legend love that guy he was on channel orange he was on kendrick's albums uh collabed with thundercat i believe um james Faulkneroy is very 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 talented guy so for Khaled to go find him and, and get him on this album great um and then Nas and jay-z to get them on a song together because they haven't been on a song or interacted in public that I know of since like the Ether era where they were dissing each other and, and talking about fucking each other's girls and such. I think I thought this was an amazing moment. Like this is this is king shit, you know. Really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was pretty interesting. Um I thought it was I thought it was funny just just like just like what they were rapping about. I just thought it was kind of funny just hearing just like Nas rapping about cryptocurrency and yeah. Bitcoin. So the content of the song <laughs> is not the great. It's not the best, I would say, but it's not cringe. To- it's not total cringe, I would say. It is definitely old head rap. It's definitely like old rich guy shit, for sure. He's like, let me put you on cryptocurrency. You heard, <laughs> <Yeah. this? laughs> you heard of you heard of these? You heard of NFTs? <laughs> you, heard of yeah. you heard of these NFTs? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I don't. The, the the song I think the beat is really classy, you know I think Dre Z does a better performance than Nas. Um, to hear a, to hear a billionaire on a song, you know Jay Z is kind of worn out his welcome a little bit. I think Four Forty Four was such a great album, but I think he's kind of as a rapper he's kind of a bit like who gives a shit at this point. But it, it was cool to see them on the same song, and for DJ Khaled to be the guy to bring them together was like interesting, I think. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I feel like uh, DJ Khaled definitely used his uh, his influence more on this project. Um, yeah, he actually didn't was do a anything curator. else. He was actually a curator. He actually tried. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. He actually, yeah, he actually tried. There was a, like I can tell there was more effort in this one. I mean, maybe more effort on the Drake songs than any other songs on here. Yeah, for sure. He put but, all the stock into Drake. I think <laughs> for the most part. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, you know, but everybody does that, right? That's safe. Like, yeah. it is safe. They always try to make their biggest songs the ones with Drake. Yeah, I, you know, people will diss them for free. This is kind of maybe going off topic a little bit from the album. I like For Free. For Free what? is an incredible song, bro. I don't know why anybody yeah. doesn't like that one. That song's amazing. That's an amazing... Any, anytime that comes on in the club, it's like... I love it, you know? I, I fucking love that song. I love the whole... It goes know. on and on. <laughs> yeah, so good. The whole too short like uh, West Coast type of vibe that the, that that song brings, it's so fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. She really want to fuck for free. Yeah, literally. Like honestly, Major Key was like 
Oh my god, I just wish he could just do another major key. That just something like of that quality. Just like bringing in like I don't know, maybe because it was like the first time he really started like doing that. Of just like because I, I feel like that was like that album is what really was like a cornerstone of the DJ Khaled discography. Yeah, that that definitely was a big one because again that was during his Snapchat era when everybody was like really following it. Even like H three was like getting in on the fun and stuff like that. And that's when like H three went down to Miami to go find him and shit. And mm-hmm. uh, that was a fun era. Like, I love that shit. I love when he got lost at sea and he was on Snapchat. Yeah, when he got, I love how, like, everybody knew he got lost at sea. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, man. We lost. <laughs> we were lost. But don't worry. As long as you keep following the keys, we'll be fine. <laughs> Major. It's so funny. And then he's still Snapchatting, like, instead of, like, <laughs> getting the Coast Guard involved or something. He was riding his jet skis at night. The key is not to drive your jet ski in the dark. This is against the law, not even just that. This ain't right. He like he celebrated the number one urban record or something, and then there's a video of him like having sex with a girl. You ever see, you ever see that H three video? Oh my god, what? I think I might have. I, I probably saw the video, but I was just like, whatever. Yeah, but... let, me, let me see. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull this up real quick. <laughs> this is so fucking funny. Oh man. <laughs> oh, I do remember that. Yeah. <laughs> you smart, you loyal. You a genius. You're smart, you're loyal. You a genius. That was funny. That H3 was calling him like a loaf. He looked like a loaf of bread. <laughs> you smart. You loyal. You grateful. I appreciate that. Go buy your mama a house. Go buy your whole family houses. Put this money in your savings account. Go spend some money for no reason. For a dude who was always posting himself working out, I've never seen him lose weight. No, never. He's always, he's, he's like, that man is incredible. He got the bag off of Weight Watchers and then gained 10 pounds. Like, <laughs> he got paid and then he gained 10 pounds. <laughs> Just incredible uh, shit. DJ Khaled, DJ Khaled is a legend and I'm happy to see him not being salty anymore. Like the whole, Tyler and Billy Eilish thing like like that was so mm. annoying where he's just like I deserve you know you're in my barber shops you hear my music that's good music he's just like he's like who the fuck's listening to Billy Eilish and Tyler the Creator like people are listening to my music it's listening on the radio you know that's real music yeah it's just like shut up bro like you, you and he's like buy monster energy drinks yeah buy these monster <laughs> energy drinks cause that's you know <laughs> The, the good si- a good sign of, you know, having real music that people buy is having all the album sales be accredited to fucking energy drinks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Monster <laughs> of all of them, too. Yeah, right. right. And the problem is, DJ Khaled owes nobody no money. First of all, I have so much jewelry. I got more jewelry. And it's not even about the jewelry. Because, you know... It's jewelry. You know, <laughs> jewelry. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day... is At the end of the day... But, um... Yeah. Yeah, kind of speaking of Billie Eilish, uh, you know, it's actually funny how you mentioned that uh, they argued because she dropped a, a new single out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, uh, like the same day that uh, DJ Khaled dropped his album. Uh, what did you think of the single? Um, so I think that this new direction that Billie Eilish is going in is, is interesting. You know what I mean? She dyed her hair blonde. She her, her sound is a little bit more bright, I would say. Like, it's a little bit more sunny. Her old sound, I thought, was, uh, like, very influenced by Yeezus, very influenced by, like, industrial shit. Um, very sample heavy and like kind of woozy and like kind of creepy, I think was kind mm-hmm. of her whole thing. And now she's like, you know, coming out of the darkness into the light, but she's still bringing all those dark themes with her. You know, she still sounds depressed. She still sounds kind of dejected. 
and mm-hmm. like she's still singing about like a very toxic romance so kind of going over her old subjects but like with a new coat of paint on it um, yeah new twist mm-hmm. i think this is the better of her her recent singles the the other ones that she had put out um therefore i am and then the one that won a grammy i don't like those songs but this one i really really enjoyed what was the one that won a grammy uh let me look it up real quick Billie eilish um everything i wanted oh it was okay yeah i wasn't a huge fan of that one what do you think of this one uh well i mean from the one time i listened to it um (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it did like um it it sounded good. I mean, I thought it sounded really good. You know, I, I thought um, I didn't really get a chance to like really like divulge myself into this track. But um, what I did hear, I did like. Um, I do like the kind of direction she's going into. I'm really excited for like the new album. I think um, hopefully, like, I don't think it's going to be anything like the last album either. I think it's going to be just like more. Uh, what's the word uh just more i guess more extravagant or something but Mm -hmm. like not really extravagant i think like it's gonna be more full it's gonna be probably like less like because um what's that one song you should see me in a a crowd you know like how like that was just like like, 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 i don't think like i think she's kind of past that uh type of music now yeah, she doesn't need to prove herself. She's like very like like she posted a picture on Instagram and it breaks records. She just she just posted a thing for Vogue. Um, I don't know if you saw that, but uh, she posted a picture for Vogue. I did a photo shoot with them, um, and it broke records. You know what I'm saying? Most most Instagram likes in like a day type of shit. Um, really? Yeah. So again, she doesn't need to prove herself. Anytime she puts anything out, it's gonna win a Grammy. It's gonna do well. Um, gonna go crazy be be a radio smash no matter what she puts out so i think she's kind of in her career phase where she doesn't need to have all these little tricks and samples and you know doesn't need to go so maximalist with the production <laughs> are you looking at the photo shoot yeah i'm looking at the photo shoot wow i know she is an adult now yes yep that's wow right. that's right yeah but yeah speaking, <laughs> speaking of her being an adult I feel like, again, she doesn't need to prove herself to people. She doesn't need to, you know, kind of be the new girl on the block type of shit. She's, like, she's the most famous pop star, like, right now. Like, like if she drops an album, it's going to be number one for five years mm-hmm. type of shit. No, yeah, like, I don't, like, I think you're totally right. <clears throat> she, like, which is why I think, like, um, this album's going to be kind of, like, more, like, full and everything, uh, fuller and, like, more extravagant. Because, like, she doesn't have to have these gimmicks. Like, in the music video, she doesn't have to be, like eating a tarantula like it doesn't have to be like yeah like Tyler the creator yeah yeah. like it's it's exact same with Tyler the creator where he came out and he's like i'm gonna stab bruno mars in his esophagus and fuck uh, this and that and then eating Mm -hmm. the the cockroach and shit right Mm -hmm. and then now he's now he's like flower boy you know and now he's igor right exactly (laughs) he's like making sunny beautiful music that he wants to make and i think it's kind of the same thing where it's like she doesn't need to she doesn't need to be so like abrasive with the sound she doesn't need to be so like like uh, like to stand out because she's already anything people do people are going to focus on so like this new album this new song the direction that she goes in is very um there's not even drums on it i don't think it's just hmm. like a guitar interesting you know what i mean and then some there's this really cool part in the middle where they have like a, a police siren go off and they like play it for two seconds and then it fades out like very subtle and you know not again not maximalist very minimalist production um i think it's a cool direction for her. i really i really like it mm-hmm well, yeah, you know, it's kind of like um, when she did the Bond uh, song, mm-hmm. like, it just, like, 
like you know, we all know that she can sing now. So just like she's, I feel like she's gonna rely more on her voice more than anything, uh, right. Rather than like crazy beats from her brother. Yeah, and you, you know what's another crazy thing about the song? Um, it's about when she was sixteen, she was dating a twenty-two-year-old. How fucking <laughs> fucking crazy is that? Uh. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I, a, I mean. It, I guess I guess that's legal, but like it's just is it? Is it? I mean, uh, I don't know. Where's she from again? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You're traveling around a lot on tour. You know what I mean? Uh, it's it's weird. Like any state that you go in, and it's like a different like law. Like that's fucked up, bro. Like who are you, man? I mean, it's just a little weird because it's just like what was it? Twenty two. So he he was probably like in college or working or something, and then he just comes home from work, and she's just like. Hey, I can't hang out. I got to work on the Spanish project. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly, exactly. And it's just like you know, it's like I can't visit. I can't come with you to the bar. I got to work on my uh, my my phonics homework. Like, <laughs> right, right. She is like I guess like advanced for her age type of shit, but not to the point where she should like where a twenty two year old should be seeking her out type of shit. Like if he was, if he was nineteen or like at max twenty, like twenty is like even cutting it, but twenty two is. It's crazy, but the whole song is kind of about that. Like, you know, she was naive back then, and he kind of used the age gap to kind of, you know, boss her around and treat her like shit. And um, I think in the documentary I was reading or something like that, like the the um, uh, Everything is Blurry documentary um, that she had made, like the concert film, mm-hmm. it um, addresses that. Like, he's in the documentary type of shit, and you see some of the fallout and some of the arguments and, and that kind of stuff. So it is cool. That they ha- she bought more of her personal life into her music. It is an odd topic, but on her end, she can sing about it. If he was to sing about that, it would be weird. But she can, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I, she kind of takes the power away from him, right. by, by singing about it. Yeah, so it's cool to see Billie Eilish come through. You know, with a new single, a new album on the way. You know, same with Olivia Rodrigo. I know the weekend uh, said that he's working on something. TDE, obviously, as we said before, you know, is is, is uh, going to drop something. So it's exciting to see these big stadium-sized artists come back. Uh, in full form because they're actually touring stadiums again mm-hmm. yeah. oh yeah no definitely i like how like you know it's like these people are like the master of their craft you know what i mean so it's like really nice to actually just hear them make music again mm-hmm. yeah and and i know you were saying when we took a small break right there you were saying basically like um artists are doing everything uh mm-hmm. but releasing music you know nfts Literally, artists are doing anything yeah artists are doing anything to make money that's not related to music. Like, like as NFTs, uh, Travis Scott has the has his own hard seltzer now. Like, all of them are getting into alcohol and like food and stuff. Like, but like, yeah, I had a cacti though. This isn't a promotion, but very good. <laughs> yeah, they're delicious. They they do hit the spot. The the strawberry one we were saying is, yeah, I think is probably the superior. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Like, I, I don't know. I was way more surprised by it than uh, than I was, than I should be. <laughs> he, did, he did a good job. You know what I mean? I mean, the thing it was about Tra- lit. Yeah, it was lit. <laughs> the, the, the thing about Travis Scott, I, I can't diss him too hard because I did buy a whole bunch of that McDonald's merch that did brick. I wasn't able to resell it on StockX, um, but it is high quality. Mm. It is really nice. Like one of my favorite shirts is the is that shirt. You know. The McDonald's shirt. Yeah, the, I bought the I bought the one where it's like an action figure on the back. Oh, that's a real cool one. Yeah, yeah, I I, I fuck with the, the merch. Um, but yeah, it's it's good to see these artists finally come back. I'm excited for Utopia. I know that's gonna come soon. Uh, Travis Scott Utopia. Yeah. Did you listen to uh, that Durag song? Durag activities. Uh, no, nah, I didn't hear it. I didn't like it. No. <laughs> Has uh Baby Keem on there? 
That's right. <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, that's not what we wanted to talk about, though. We wanted to talk about... Uh, so last week, we tried to, to, to drunkenly remember... <laughs> Piece together the, fragments. Uh, <laughs> fragments of uh, the Oscars. Um, so this week, we decided to, to watch a couple of, of the Oscar movies. Um, Ryan, would you watch? Um, yeah, so instead of, instead, of, uh, <laughs> instead of being like the father and forgetting everything... <laughs> Sorry. Wow. <laughs> Just like, yo, she didn't deserve Best Actress. I did not see the movie, but she didn't deserve that shit. And you know what? <laughs> best Supporting Actor, yeah, he deserved it. I, I didn't see it, but I like him, you know. This well, week... He- he did deserve it, though. I did like it. I liked uh, The Black Messiah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually did see that movie. But So this week, um, I, I finally sat down. I did not watch Soul. I will watch that soon. But, oh, that movie's great. But We'll talk about that next week. I saw two and a half Oscar movies, and, and, and pretty much three. I can, I can talk about one of them in detail pretty well, I would say. Um, Sound of Metal, um, going, going back to it, because we, we both saw that one. Um, What'd you think? I thought it was really, really good. Um, I thought it was really like subversive. I guess would be the word to describe it. Like you, you assume that just by the trailer, by the pictures and stuff like that. Again, as I was saying last week, I like to just like look at the images of something and then go see it. And I was just assuming it would be a half hour of, or you know, forty minutes of him, you know, performing and like the band and like uh, I thought it would be more of like a, um, uh, as I said, like a, uh, I don't know, like a touring movie, that kind of thing. Like like that movie with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. Like you thought it'd be more about like actual the, metal music, the music, and not, yeah, like... yeah, yeah, right, exactly. And it was it wasn't really about that. Like that was a small factor in it. Um, it the metal. Music... Well, I mean, it was a pretty big factor. Well, I yeah, thought. yeah. Well, uh, I'm saying of the runtime, my, my fault. A lot of the runtime was 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 spent in, in peaceful moments. You know what I mean? It was spent in serene environments. You know, like cl- cl- classrooms with children who are deaf and don't don't speak. So like, it's very quiet. Like out in the field, everybody's doing sign language. Like mm-hmm. he's at the rehab house and everybody's at the table. Um. I, I really thought this movie was great. Um, it made me cry, you know, uh, several times. At the end especially. Um, oh, right. Yeah, spoiler alert. If you don't want to hear about uh, these these movies, just, like, cut it off here. You know what I mean? This is this has been a good week for the Anti-Podcast. Uh, see you next week. But if you want to hear spoilers, you know, you can continue. Um, yeah, but when he gets kicked out of the halfway house? Bro. Like, so, for those who, I mean, you know, if you're listening, then, um, you know. <laughs> well, welcome. welcome welcome to the anti-podcast after dark yeah <laughs> no but um actually though like when because uh so in the scene like when um so he leaves the house and goes and um like buys the 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 implant uh mm-hmm. so we could hear yep. but that's against like halfway house policy like you can't leave like you're not allowed to like independently. Like, oh, so that's what happened. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, so he came back and told the dude, he's just like, "Yo, I left and I did the surgery. Like, I, I, like, I, I need to hear again." Yeah. And then he, he, and then he's just like, "Sorry, I gotta cut you out." And then like, and then like the way he was explaining of just like, like I've been trying to teach you that like this new like you not like listen like you not hearing. That's you now. Like, there's no changing that anymore. He said it's not a disability. That's what he said. Yeah, he's like, it's not a disability. You know, he's just like, like everything in this world like can leave you, but the silence is there for you all the time. Like the comforting silence. Yeah, right. And um, I don't know, like, like I know his girlfriend was was in, in in France and she was doing well for herself and all that stuff. And I'm sure again, like she left and 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 you know he's they're each other's stability type of thing. 
And, um, you know, I know he's in love with her and he went all the way to go see mm -hmm. her and all that kind of stuff. But he did have that teacher who he could have had a relationship with. And, you know, she could have went and did her own thing. So they could have, you know, they could have both <laughs> lived their lives in their own ways. And um, it was just really, uh, it was just really upsetting. That, that whole, the whole thing is very, it's, it's so difficult to be able to even make a judgment on him. It's so, it's so, that movie is so complex. Like it's so, they did it so perfectly. It's it seriously is cuz like um, cuz we one of the themes i even like wrote in the review was that like is um like this fear of being left behind mm -hmm. and like i think that was like his biggest fear throughout the whole movie was just like he's going to lose his girlfriend his girlfriend's going to leave him behind like go on like still continue like her rock um her like music career and stuff like that and then he's going to end up being like alone and that's what happens yep. you know uh his fear does like uh come true and then like um yeah, which is kind of like kind of sad, but it also it's like it's very poetic because like you know like what did we expect to happen? Like she was just gonna like wait there for him, like right. stop pursuing music. Like that's not fair either. Right, and I like again they didn't do it in in the way where it was like uh, he got cucked or something. I'm I'm so so happy that they didn't do that because that would be so fucking cliche where it's like she goes to the other country and then all of a sudden she's in a new band with a new guy who looks like him or some shit. And, you know, instead they had her do solo work, so it's almost like uh, she's doing her own thing. Like, it's not, like, mm -hmm. an insult to him. It's not an affront to him. It's just, like, she wants to do music. She can hear. You know what I mean? She's her own person. And she's doing better for herself. She's not cutting anymore. Her, you know, her hair is short. She looks good. She's with her dad again, reconciling the relationship, singing again. You know, she's happy. Like, it, it was good to see her, like, be happy. It's not, and, and mm -hmm. without, without a man, without, like, oh, like, replacing him. Because she loves him. She, she. I think she loved him, but I think, um, like, they totally weren't right for each other, though. Like, especially like, towards the end when, like, uh, he, he was, like, talking to her about, like, we can put the band back together, we can go back to where things were. Yep. And she instantly started, did, like, that nervous tick of, like, of like itching yeah, her yeah, arm. Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. That's, that sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Like, like just been like, yeah, like, you know, anything for you. But, like, you can tell, like, you know, she was totally just not down with that. Right, and um, it, it was cool how the movie addressed um, addiction. You know what I mean? Where addiction, I, addiction to drugs, addiction to people. Honestly, I give this movie like an A or like an like yeah, a, up there. Like very. See, that's why I give it an A. It's like. really good because, <laughs> because anything that I would think that would go bad with it, it did not do. It didn't have him go and do drugs again. Instead, it goes. You're. It, he's addicted to hearing. He's addicted to hearing. He's addicted to playing metal music. He's not addicted. He's not addicted to drugs anymore. That's out of the picture. But it addresses he's addiction. addiction of going back to, to normal. But it's just right. like, what is normal? That's now? what I'm saying. He's so desperate. He goes and gets the cochlear implant, and he, you know, he puts it in his head. He's like, all right, let's let's go back on tour. And and you know, he's talking to the guy, and he's all frantic, and he's like, he's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My uh, he's good. my stepdad's good for it. Like, or not my stepdad. My father-in-law's good for it. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll pay for it. And yeah, I I, uh, I lease the, uh, the RV. But you know, we can get that back. You know what I mean? He's like, and he goes, you're talking yeah. like an addict. Yeah, that was that was a very see. That's why I love love that scene a lot. It was just like. He was just like, oh, like, don't worry, like, we'll have enough money, like, blah, 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 to get back to, to where I was in my life, where making music with my girlfriend and blah, blah, blah. Like, like I, I just need you to give me some money. I just need you to do it just so I can uh, do that. And then he's just like, you sound like an addict, you know? And it's just like, us as the movie watchers, like, like we know he's not going to spend it on drugs. Right. But the thing is, is, like, for him, his old life was that drug that yeah. he was addicted to, you know? Right. Playing metal with uh, a girlfriend that was also kind of like self-destructive. Yeah, and realistically, on a more surface level, he might go back to drugs. You know what I mean? He might be like, my girlfriend's, you know, blown past me. I got the cochlear implants; they suck. You know, they fuck. They're fucking trash. I hate them. Like every time, every time I walk somewhere, it sounds like um, like I'm being hacked. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm trying to listen mm -hmm. to my girlfriend sing a song with her father, 
and that part was that part made me made me fucking weep where it's just like he's sitting there you 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 think that he could hear it you think it's like oh shit like the cochlear implants they fix themselves like wow like that song is so it sounds so beautiful and then it goes to him and it's like like mm-hmm. you hear the sound is never it's never the same as it was before you right, know? You sh- it shows the beautiful sound of her and i understand what this movie what this movie deserved again the oscars are good at picking shit this movie deserved the best audio because it's so perfectly described what it's like to have cochlear implants or to be deaf where it's like you see you see everybody else's perspective of the party where it's like you hear the great singing you hear everything so clearly and then it cuts everyone's to him. loving it it cuts to him, and he, he wants to clap, but he's like, I don't even know what to clap at. I don't even know what I just heard. You, you know what's something, too? I really like the movies, though. I liked how um, how the way that he portrayed isolation. Mm-hmm. You know, like, because even, like, when he was at the party and, like, his uh, ex-girlfriend was singing, whenever, like, uh, people would just, like, be talking in a group, like, he felt so isolated in that group because he couldn't understand, like, what they were saying. Right. You know? So he just would just physically leave and just go off by himself because he's just like i don't know what the fuck they're talking about i'm just gonna give up right it's incredible and when he's one-on-one with her he can hear everything she's saying fine when he's one-on-one with the dad everything is fine but when he's out in public it's just like you know it's he picks up everything and it's too loud i wanted to ask you a question at the end of the movie you know what i mean obviously the sound beautiful ending the sound of metal the sound of the bell you know what i mean the bell going off a metal big metal bell um like what do you think that means like what? Like like how does that connect to the title? Like I I I get obviously how it connects to the title because the sound of the metal bell. The movie is called the sound of metal. Metal music, you know what I mean? Like how mm. does it? How does that all connect? Like, well, I think the way that it connected, um, like with the bell and everything, because I mean, like, was it when the bell did go off? Um, he realized that he didn't like uh, the sound of metal. You know what I mean? Because, like, I feel like the whole movie, like like I was saying before, just, like, he's so afraid of being left behind and shit like that, where he's trying so bad to go mm-hmm. back to his old life of being, like, a metal artist. But in this new life where he's deaf, he uh, needs to adjust to, to not the sound of metal anymore. Like, he needs to stop thinking about metal and just start thinking about, like, his life now, now that he's lost his hearing and stuff. Which is why, like, at the end of the movie, when he takes off the, the implants... And just hears silence, and you just see the relief on his face. It's just like I think that's when he fully understands that he, like, is who he is now—a deaf man, no girlfriend, no job. Time to move on. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and it was interesting to see, um, like, he's looking at the kids skateboarding, and they're speaking French, and it's like whether he can hear, whether he has cochlear implants, and he can sort of hear, or he's deaf. He knows exactly what's going on. Like they're they're skateboarding, they're having fun. He can't, mm-hmm. under, he can't understand French. You know what I mean? He doesn't understand it. He's in another country where he doesn't understand anybody's language anyway. You know, he can still see the beautiful landscape. He can still he can still take it in. But it's just like, you know what I mean? It's like he can't understand shit anyway. So it's like, what, mm-hmm. is it, what does it even matter? That, that I thought that was cool. The one, the one detractor I would say of the movie, where a lot of Oscar movies do this a lot, is um, they suspend, you, they make you suspend your disbelief as far as money goes. Like that surgery was very expensive. Traveling to Paris is very expensive. You know what I mean? This man does not have the budget to do that. That was well, a little he bit... Sold the, uh, he sold his uh, RV, remember? Yeah, that's... Well, you think it was worth that much? I mean, was it? Was, uh, definitely not. I think... I forget how he got the money. Yeah. Yeah, Oscar movies do that. Um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that's... Like, that's just a nitpick. You know what I mean? It's a really, really, really good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what did you watch? You, you saw... Um, yeah, no, speaking of RVs... The best picture. I did watch the best picture. No Man Land. 
Um, very interesting. Um, did I think it deserved the best picture? Um, probably not. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll like get into it. Um, so basically what the movie is about is about, um, Francis, uh, what's her name again? McDormand. McDormand. So Francis McDormand, she, uh, was part of one of those like old American towns where like a company like, like basically ran the town. You know what I mean? It's like, it was like an old, um, sheetrock company. Mm-hmm. And the sheetrock company had, like, trailer parks and, like, housing and stuff for the, the workers. So all the workers could, like, live in that town and just, like, work for the company. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it was really big with, like, coal mining and stuff back then. But in 2011, the uh, company went bankrupt and just shut down the whole town. And everybody left but her. Mm. Um, her husband dies, and then she goes off to go to be live as a, a nomad, just living in her van and just moving place to place, doing odd jobs and stuff. And, uh, I mean, it was, it was okay movie. Uh, I thought that, like, I mean, this was, like, one of the issues that I had with it was I thought that they did too many scenes of her working. Mm-hmm. Like, she worked at Amazon, and then she worked at, like, um, like a mining place, and then she worked at, like, X, Y, and Z. And it's just, like, it's not really, like, the movie wasn't, really, like, I mean, I get, like, you need that for, like, to have, like, a realistic of, like, oh, like, how is she affording uh like maintenance on her van and stuff like that but it's just like i didn't think it really helped with with the story right like it'd be boring if the sound of metal if it spent 30 minutes like him in a financial office like could (laughs) could you afford these could you afford this like do you think i can afford this if i sold my rv like no no exactly like (laughs) can you imagine in that movie he's just like like he's like hey i gotta leave the halfway house i gotta go work at mcdonald's and then (laughs) it's just like Exactly, just like fifteen minutes of, of that. But um, like honestly, like, I didn't think that movie was that impressive until you find out why she was like, um, like why she she was doing it, you know? Because like, so she lost her husband, and um, I feel like she never really fully coped with that loss before. Because like she she ends up talking to like one of the um, another nomad. And this guy is like a published like uh, author in the, in the movie where like he like helps like do like the how to of how to live as a nomad and like and she explains to him that like she lost her husband and like after that like she feels like she couldn't go over to her old house she couldn't like go like she couldn't stay in the same spot because all she would do was just think about it and then the guy opened up and said like you know like when I first started doing this uh, he's like I've never actually talked about it but he's just like but I lost like my son and when I lost my son I feel like I could have never like like live in the same spot where he lit where he was mm-hmm. and that's why he started doing it and like i think that's what like the movie was really about was just like dealing with grief and how to process with, with like the grieving of losing like a loved one um but it did take like an hour 45 minutes to get to, there to reach that point yeah yeah they could have cut a good amount of it out i feel like I, I didn't see the movie and i'm glad that you spoiled it for me because i'm not gonna watch it um, I, I mean, like I, you know, like I thought it was, it was, it's a beautiful, it was a beautiful ending, just because, like, you know, she does kind of like go through the grieving process, like, um, more concretely, but it's just like the, the journey just to get to that point just took forever. Yeah, I feel that. And um, another movie. Speaking of that, speaking of like the grieving process and and um, more of a on a revenge tip, um, promising young woman is my pick for best picture as far as I'm concerned. Um, Wow, fucking floored by this movie, bro. This movie is just like absolutely incredible. Um, not to get into too much of spoilers because I, I think you, sh- I recommend seeing it. Um, it's something I think you would like a lot. Hmm. It, it, it 
in the same way that Sound of Metal um, used addiction and disability and didn't make it into a cliche, this movie takes the college um, sexual assault and rape um, crisis. Rape culture. Right, rape culture. <laughs> quote, unquote. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, takes, you know, quote, unquote, feminism uh, as the, you know, the fucking conservatives like to, you know, label it as a bad thing for whatever reason or a cringe thing for whatever reason. It takes it and it really, like, takes it in a really subversive and an interesting direction and a revenge direction. Basically, what the movie is about is um, the chick from Drive, um, forgetting her name at this moment. Uh, to Michelle something, right? <laughs> I forgot. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, her, she was going to school to be a doctor. So she was in a class with this big, you know, range of people, uh, including Alison Brie from Community. Bo Burnham is in it. Um, this dude from Glow, I forgot his name. Uh, he was in it. There's a bunch, a bunch of people. The dude from New Girl, he's one of the three roommates, is in it. And they're all, like, doctors in school together, basically. And at some point, the dude from Glow um, rapes her friend um, hmm. and uh, puts it on video. Yikes. And all these people are, are, are implicit in it. Uh, the do- all these doctors are implicit in it. Like, they, ha- they share the video. They're in the video in varying sorts of ways, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and basically what happens is uh, she, you know, through the process of this, she gets revenge on these people in certain ways uh, on the dean and you know, I, again, I don't want to spoil it too much. That's not that, that was like thirty minutes into the movie. It's not really like too much of a spoiler. I won't go too far beyond that. But what I really liked about this movie is the way that it um, it doesn't reveal what kind of movie it is right away. It slowly progresses into like it doesn't re- it like it, it starts off like you're kind of confused about what she's doing, you know, how she's getting revenge and and that kind of stuff. She basically like in the beginning of the movie, like the first 10, 15 minutes, um, she pretends to be drunk. And then gets a guy to bring her back, like to his uh, his house, and then she he try and like he tries to have sex with her, and she goes, "Oh, I'm not drunk. Like you're caught, bitch." And she like <laughs> writes his name in the notebook, and she does this to all these different men. Uh, like that's like her whole shit, right? That's like her thing. That's how she gets back at you know. That's how she gets revenge on her friend. And at the same time, there's this whole overarching thing where she's like having uh, seeking a revenge plot against these doctors, and the dean of the school, and that kind of stuff in these varying ways. So it's really, really cool um, the way that they frame the movie. And it's like a dark comedy. Um, but, you know, contrasting with that, everything is really bright and pretty. The coffee shop she works in uh, is really, like, you know, pink and, you know, neon and all that kind of stuff. Really, really cool uh, direction of the movie. Really good writing. Crazy all-star cast. Like, there's probably, like, 20 people that you would you would recognize, like, in the movie. And they'll bring them in for, like, a second. Like, the dude who was the star of The O.C., um, Adam Brody, his name is. They bring him in for, like, just that one scene. It's or uh, McLovin is in it. He's in like a scene. Yeah, I, I saw him. I saw that him in the trailer. Yeah, right. So the way that they Laverne Cox um, from um, Orange, Orange is Black. Black. She's, she works mm-hmm. at the coffee shop with her. She's the manager. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it's just cool the, the way that they have all these stars and all these character actors in this movie where you know the, it's a very thick kind of plot. It's very like, um, but it's simple. It's not like too complicated to get into. And by the end, it's so satisfying. Like the way that they the way that they do it. So. Yeah, I, I, I love this movie. I wish I could have seen it in theaters because I know that it would be like a, a Parasite-style, you know, uh, reaction, I think. Wow. Wow, Parasite. Wow. Yeah, people laughing, and it's but it's also really dark, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you meant, like, it was, like, as good as Parasite. I was about to be like, uh, what? I would have to see it again. It's it, it's more of the, it's one of those movies that you see for the first time, and you're like, whoa, and then maybe the second time you see it, you're like, all right, it's not as, you know, w- with all the... With everything revealed, it's a guy. I see how they how they got there. Right, exactly. So maybe on a second watch, it would be more fun. And 
uh, it would be like Get Out, where you watch it a second time and you pick up on more things. Mm-hmm. I'd have to see it again to really like give it like a you know like an A plus or something. But I thought it was excellent, and um, I saw Mank, um, ha- about like half of it. Uh, it was good. You know what I mean? It's as far as historical drama goes, it's one of the better ones I've seen. It's about the yeah. dude who um, wrote uh, Citizen Kane. Yeah, the movie's in black and white too, right? Yeah, and they it's a period piece, so they really like they act like it's the nineteen forties or you know thirties, whatever whenever yeah. that movie was made. The audio is like that, um, the way the lighting and like everything like that is all, um, and the music too by David Fincher and Atticus Ross is is like period specific. Um, I think I'm gonna finish it tonight. I really I enjoyed it. It was good. I I was bothered by the audio. It took a little bit of a second to get used to it because it's kind of hard to hear. Like they try and replicate that like old sound of audio where it sounds like very echoey. Like ah oh, well you know like like that nah Shane like they try and replicate it and at certain parts of the movie like it sounds awkward you know it's like difficult mm-hmm. to hear mm-hmm. um yeah I thought it was good I thought I thought it was good so far I, I like to finish it up but you know uh, I wanted to watch Minari and I wanted to watch um one of the other ones but they were like $25 on Amazon so fuck that yeah right like I say that's how I feel with like the a lot of these Oscar movies like like the ones I really want to watch like I don't want to spend money on like it's like I would do all this money to these fucking streaming services like why can't I just get them for free yeah right exactly um yeah but I think that pretty much unless you unless you saw a different Oscar movie right uh I have not if I'm being honest I've been watching a lot of Game of Thrones again oh, okay <laughs> I've seen a lot of people on Instagram rewatching it, and they're like, "I finally got to the end, and that shit sucks." <laughs> Dude, so like, I mean, yeah, you've never seen Game of Thrones, have you? I don't, I don't think I'm going to. It, you should. Like, in all honesty, like, so right now I'm on like season four, and I'm like right where it's perfect television. Every episode's perfect. Mm. Like, like every like the plot just moves super quickly. The characters are all amazingly written. Like, it's just, like... It's just crazy just how everything just falls into place. And, like, huge events will just happen. And then, like... like That's why I like about shows. Like, instead of, like, like having, like, a big event happen at the end of the season, we'll just do it middle of an episode. Whenever they feel Or like middle you. of the season. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, spoiler, but, like, when King Joffrey dies, that kid that everybody hated, mm-hmm. he dies in, like, episode two mm-hmm. of, like, of, of, like, season four. You, you know what I mean? Just randomly. Yeah, and like, and then when that happens, it changed the whole dynamic of the show. Mm, that makes sense. Like every character has to do has to deal with it because like, was it uh, they blame uh, Peter Dinklage's character like for killing him, mm-hmm. and like they put him on trial and everything, and then it's it just like it's just wild. Like it's just a lot of plot, political stuff. You would really like it. Yeah, I guess maybe I'll give it another watch. I gotta watch Westworld again too. I know that show is great. I gotta I gotta yeah. get back into that. Ah, season one was good. The other two were okay. Really? Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so I think that pretty much wraps it up um, for this week. Um, one last thing I wanted to recommend. I, I highly recommend you check this out, Troy. Uh, um, Porter Robinson, obviously, is one of the bigger names in EDM. He's um, one of these uh, musicians that would headline, you know, EDC or Ultrafest, that kind of thing. Um, he also performs under the name Virtual Self. The, the thing about this album that's so interesting is he infuses the sounds of Japanese music, um, the sounds of, like, anime music, um, you know, like, plinky pianos, acoustic guitars, um, mm-hmm. atmosphere, you know, all that kind of stuff. He infuses it into his music, and he makes songs that are straight-up, like, acoustic ballads on here. They're not even, like, electronic, you know what I mean? 
And mm. um, when you listen to it, the other crazy thing about it is he'll 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 do duets, and you'll hear his voice, which is recognizable, and then you'll hear like a female voice, and you go on Wikipedia to see who who who's the female voice, and it's him, like insane like the way that he manipulated it to make it able to mix his voice right like like the thing i was playing you before um like it sounds like a woman maybe or whatever but it's like it's it's his voice um he does have certain duets on here i know with caro caro benito he had a song um that song musician is really good um it's not like the greatest album of all time it's his best for sure and it's one of the best edm projects that i've heard um like ever like in a long time really because edm Mm -hmm. is one of those genres where it's very singles heavy you know what I mean? Like, like Skrillex, I don't think he has a good album, but he has some crazy good singles or a good EP or whatever. But, you know, Porter Robinson really sat down and he's like, all right, this is what I want to make. This is the style I want to make. Like, this is what I want to do. And he really set his mind to it and he made a good, punchy EDM album. Like, you can put these songs on at a party, some of them. Some of them, like, are more better for headphone listening. Mm-hmm. Um, but it flows really well, like, all the way through. Um yeah, I gave it like a B minus on the page. I, I still stand by that. I think it's really, I think it's an excellent album. I think he did mm. a great job. And I know Mellon is going to do a review of it soon, and he's going to interview Porter Robinson soon. So I'll be watching out for that. Mm. Yeah. Well, that's going to be pick of the week. I think my pick of the week is um, the, the Corday project. Uh, until then, uh, it's a little teaser EP for his new album, and um, it's. Very good, you know. It's what we expect from uh, one of the best double uh, XL freshman class 2018. Like I, that was the first time when I started like listening to him, and mm-hmm. like just like from 2018 to now or 2019, yeah, he's just been killing it. Like it, he's a poet. He's really good at, at uh, lyrics. Um, I mean, the production on on this EP, like I wouldn't say it's like anything like um, anything too too special. Like, he doesn't reinvent the wheel or anything. But uh, but the, the teaser uh, EP is just like I don't know gets you hyped f- for the album because I mean I really liked uh, Lost Boys his, his last album uh, I thought that was pretty good and I so listen to this EP it gives me hope that I think his next project uh, which is was it something to do with birds right is it coming out this year uh, he he kind of did a little teaser at the end. Uh, Hey, let me see. I'm excited uh, to listen after that. I wasn't. Um, I know why the end of me released this album this year, and <laughs> it was fucking horrible. <laughs> so I, he cut the YBN from his name, um, which was good. You know, he should have. You know what? I think he's bigger than the YBN rap group anyway. Yeah. Like I, like I don't even know why he even thought he needed to be on it in the first place. Well, he started with them uh, on Xbox Live or something like that. They used to play GTA online together, and that's how they met each other. Oh really? Yeah. So that's so they made it. They made that shit together. But um, yeah, he was. He always stood out. Like Almighty J, you know what I mean. He's definitely the weakest. Um, the only thing I know him. The only hit I know him uh, from is uh, hitting. Uh, uh, <laughs> Damn, I was about to make a joke. <laughs> Fucking Black China, because he smashed. But um, uh, <laughs> that's all I know from him. Corday, obviously, diminishing returns on his recent album. Fucking not good. Uh, Soul Train, obviously, is the, the meme song of the year. What's uh, Soul Train? Oh, you never heard Soul Train? You know what? I did hear it, yeah. <laughs> Trying to be low-key and we'll stay away from the bullshit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't... Get that shit out of here. But uh, <laughs> now I have it. So, yeah. So, his name, um, I think it's going to be from a bird's eye view. I think it's what it's going to be called. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we'll see if it's going to be good. Hopefully it is. All right, cross fingers. Cross fingers for that. Again, cross fingers for everything else we've said. Uh, hopefully the Billy al- album is good. Olivia Rodrigo is good. TDE. 
shit. Lana, I'm 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 holding out hope. I hope it, I hope she you know puts out like a three or you know three or four peat type of shit. You know, holding all the trophies type of type of situation. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I think that wraps it up for this episode of the Anti Podcast. Uh, yeah, stay safe out there, guys. Uh, wear your masks outside <laughs> for a little bit longer. Because, get vaccinated. Yeah, get vaxxed. Fucking, let's end this shit. Let's end this shit. Let's go back to stadiums, man. I wanna... Let's end this shit so then we could go to your place and we could interview you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we could we could bring the, the anti-podcast on the road. Yeah, we're, we're going to bring it to you. <laughs> oh, man. You, the one. <laughs> the one. <laughs> one of the seven people who download this shit. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, but, but uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, catch you guys next week. Thanks. Peace. All right, cool. Cool.